Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trevi Trev, your host. I'm not going to say with the most. It might be a little inappropriate, but it's your boy, Trevi Trev, the Truth Be Told, Jose 46 Podcast. Listen, I got a wonderful guest coming on. Um, this man, his brother, is the Greed Up. Trust me, you don't want to miss this episode because we're going to be talking about the whistleblowers, Congress, a bunch of flying saucers or something flying in the air, and what should Christians do? How should Christians make sense of this? We'll be right back right after this. All right, all right, and we back, we back. I, listen, let me, uh, I, I guess I had to start off apologizing to you all. Um, so just briefly, so you all knew I told you when my birthday was. If you listened to the last episode that we recorded with uh, Dr. Margot uh, Reese on uh, concerning translations. Uh, that was my birthday. So July 28th. Thank God for another year. And uh, I guess I'm, I'm I'm healthy, but at the same time, I caught COVID. This new variant. Didn't know it was COVID at the time. And uh, that's when, where I'm at in Virginia, we had that heat wave that came up from southwest part of the U.S. And so I guess it brought COVID with it. <laughs> I'm no medical expert, um, but I ended up getting sick from that. My wife got sick, my daughters got sick, my father-in-law, my wife's grandmother, a couple of her aunts, my nephew, my mom felt a little bit ill. So yes, please be mindful that, you know, stuff is still fine so whatever you got to do um to protect yourself protect yourself uh but during that time period while i had off work I had off a few days and so we were planning on recording five episodes but those five episodes had to be rescheduled because i was in no shape to actually interview and record um but nonetheless um we're going to get them recorded and back out to you. So I do apologize. I know I owe you guys a couple episodes. If it's gone viral, please forgive me. That was blaming on COVID, this new variant that they have out, EG5 or whatever it's called. Eris, Eris, I think it's probably pronounced. Um, we had Dr. J. Steve Miller, who was scheduled to come on. We had to reschedule him. Dr. Reese was going to come back. Um, we're going to talk about some stuff, uh, her missional work in Liberia. Um, but more so about the because what she does over there is a school for girls um it's a lot of sex trafficking going on a lot of raping and she asked the question of when she went over there she's telling the story she asked the question of what's going on why 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 all these girls getting raped and you know young age and they said it's demonic and she said no for real they said no for real and they were telling her these very interesting stories so um, she was going to come back on. I think World Missions Day is in October, if I'm not mistaken. So I wanted to kind of air that out. But anyways, but you know, you definitely need to be prayed up um, doing evangelistic work and mission work. Uh, so we had that. A um, couple other episodes we had down the pipeline, but that had to get rescheduled. But anyways, I got a very special guest on the, today. Um, some of you may have heard of him. Some May not. I will allow him to introduce himself. He is a theologian. He's a scholar. He teaches in a very well-known seminary here in the States. Um, and he also has some degrees in dealing with military, but I will allow him the space and opportunity to explain, explain that. Dr. Brian Hufflin, welcome to Truth Be Told, Jose Forcing Podcast. Thank you for coming on. 
Thanks for having me. Happy birthday, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It's still that long-term type of COVID stuff because I couldn't, yeah. It's still kind of lingering. Uh, I'm just now back to drinking coffee, so. Yeah, coffee had a weird taste. <laughs> that stuff really jacks you up. <laughs> a lot of stuff messed you up, but uh, I'm a big big coffee drinker, low coffee. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I, I teach for Southern Evangelical Seminary and Bible College. I'm the director of the PhD program. I teach philosophy. Um, I've historically taught apologetics and different stuff in Bible. Okay. Uh, I just started my own podcast and YouTube channel. It's called Classical Theology with Dr. Brian Huffling. Uh, yeah, I got into the, the UFO stuff. I'm an Air Force chaplain. I got into that with a degree I'm doing for you know, every every break, every rank has to have a uh, kind of a, a school of, of study. Colonel, <laughs> and so I did my obviously called a thesis on UFOs and national security. Uh, mm. Not surprised they let me do that, but they did because it's one of my interests and kind of hobbies and looking at UFO ufology that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's me. Also, teach yeah. for Apologia, which is a service for homeschoolers, philosophy, and stuff like that for them. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, do you do some work with um, Dr. Uh, Hugh Ross's network? That's right. Yes, thank you. Okay. I'm a scholar with Reasons to Believe. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of uh, scientific apologetics and work in, in various sciences. Right. And yes, I just went to a Reasons to Believe last, this is August, uh, two months ago almost uh for a, uh, a visiting scholar time out there in california yep. great organization yep. yeah we was i was actually supposed to record and um if you follow us on social media you saw we were posted to uh record with dr hugh ross but um we had to reschedule that which is fine either it was either going to be him or dr uh Zerwink, if i think that's how it pronounces and right both astrophysicists are going to answer the question of does the universe support other life we're going to go down that path because I know Dr. Zerwin just released a book on that, um, you know, dealing with are we alone in the universe. So I think I find that pretty interesting to see that, you know, you, you have these credible men and women who are, you know, scholars and, and scientists who will say, and some of them not even Christian who say, Hey, look, we're alone. I'm sorry to say it, but we're alone, you know? So, uh, but anyways, but, you know, um, <clears throat> I saw you on Melissa's uh, YouTube. Yep, she's one of my students. Yep. Yes, yes, I saw that. And I, 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 I sat there and I was like, man, I, if y'all went four or five hours on that, I would have listened to all four or five hours straight because it was good. It was I said, fun. Let me... I even had a good time yeah. with that. It was a little bit longer myself. Be able to do it again, but yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, if you could let her know that a whole lot of people, I know, I, I know we kind of, <laughs> we're not as well known, but... You know, um, let her know that was that was one of my favorites uh, of hers. So, really enjoyed it. It um, and that's I jumped to your channel. I, was, I started going through all of your stuff on UFOs and demon that connection uh, because I think that I think now the church in some ways is going to have to start discussing this. You're right because it's going to start messing you're going to have somebody that comes to you and say you know i don't know if they may be just you know following along with the crowd air quotes and say you know pastor such and such something was in my room last night i think it was alien you know or i saw some move in the sky you know and it just you know it looked like the you know those sketch pads where you twist the knobs you know so i think it's you know it's a 
it's a it's an opportunity to discuss these to discuss the you know how supernatural our bible is without going too far down the rabbit hole and getting off track if you know um but this is why i wanted to have you on because i mean you have a great balance i mean you know where you're teaching at and your background i think that's a wonderful opportunity for us to listen especially since um you know, and I wanted to touch on that with the whistleblowers and not that dag on COVID, <laughs> you know, when it was hot, but it, it still is making its round because now you have you had NASA that came out, denied their claims. Um, I think you had one of the top generals on the uh, on the staff. I forget, I don't know the proper name um, that are denying their claims. So now you have this kind of back and forth of, you know, who and what to believe. So um, I tell you what, let me let me start off and play a clip. Um, you know, if you haven't heard um, and I, it's a, and actually I listened to I was at work one day. We was, you know, I it was a truck day, so I was able to just put my headphones on and just listen to it. Oh, excuse me. But it was, it's like two hours worth of, of hearing. And I just I listened through the whole thing. I just wanted to, we're not going to listen to all two hours. I don't have that type of time. And Dr. Hufflin probably doesn't have that type of time either. Um, but I wanted to point out or get a couple clips and hear what Dr. Hufflin said. I think the most prominent, I want to, let me start right here. Um, AOC asked, she asked a very, to me, it was a, it was a good question. Uh, let me play, play hers first. Do I want to play? Yeah, we'll play hers first. And we'll start there. So listen to what she says. Record, if you were me, where would you look? Titles, programs, departments, regions, if you could just name anything. Um, and I put that as an open question to the three of you. I'd be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically. Thank you. Um, Commander Fravor. And I would say, and I've told people that you, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels. But if you know where to look and who to talk to, which is exactly what Mr. Grush can point you, then you then you have them. Okay. Mr. Graves? I was an operator, so I was depending on folks like Mr. Grush to do that homework. Okay. Thank you very much. I yield back to the chair. All right. So, Dr. Hufflin, um, where, where does somebody start on this? I mean, you, you can go down the History Channel path of ancient aliens or, you know, if you had a, if you had a student come to you or just a Christian and say, you know, Dr. Hubble, I'm really struggling with this thing. I'm about an inch away from just saying, you know what, I'm done with Christianity because it's, it's just shaking me. Where do you start? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good question that she asked is where do you look at? Where do you yeah, start? That, that is a good question. And there are interestingly have been people who said that, my faith is being shaken by this. In fact, if you mm -hmm. watch Mission History Channel, if you watch uh, the show Unidentified by Laura right. Lozondo, and Fravor's on there, Graves is on there from that mm -hmm. clip you just played. Uh, there's someone there who says, you know, this was a real faith shaker when I saw this thing in the sky. Um, I would point out that even, even if there were aliens, that doesn't disprove Christianity because there still has to be a cause to right. these beings. Mm -hmm. uh, adding more finite creatures doesn't do away with the need for an ultimate necessary cause. 
Right. Like people try to use a multiverse theory. You mentioned the universe and all that. So mm -hmm. uh, adding more universes doesn't do away with the need for a cause. It doesn't do away with the, the evidence for the resurrection in the first century. Uh, if you're looking for a specific source, I, I like the book. It's kind of what got me into it. It's called Lights in the Sky and Little Green Men by Hugh Ross. Right, right. It's a great book. It's, it's got mm -hmm. a, a kind of a little bit of the history behind it, astrophysicist view of it, looks at the cultic view of it. Mm -hmm. And but I would say if somebody's really interested in in diving into the UFO stuff, like like I've been doing for the last few years, you you have to first of all you got to be careful with who you read because this is one of those areas where if you don't know what you're doing, you're already wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is dangerous. There's people out there who all kind of weird conspiracy theories. <laughs> so it's like anything else. You've got to start with the good sources. So when students come in and say, well, I don't know where to start. Okay, well, find somebody who's an authority on it and then see who he's citing and who they're citing. And so people that I would start with and who I did start with, other than Hugh Ross, who's a Christian, Ron Rhodes is good. Mm -hmm. uh, but non-Christian guys like Jacques Vallée, he, he's right. not going to hold our position, but he's like you. He's not a Christian, but he doesn't think aliens exist. Mm -hmm. John Keel, who is a paranormal investigator, uh, saying a lot of the same things that, that we are. And J. Allen Hynek, who was the chief astronomer for the Air Force's right. investigation back in the 50s and 60s. I would he say, was there like with Pro Project Blue Book, wasn't it? Yes, was, he was part of it. Actually, so was uh, uh, Valet. But, but okay. Ross was the main, not Ross. Uh, uh, J. Allen Hynek was the main scientist behind Project Blue Book, the one that the Air Force leaned on for the most. Right, and he came out and he changed. He had his his views changed completely. Man, 180 degrees changed. Mm -hmm. He was a skeptic to begin with, and he changed his views. Yeah, there's something there, but he didn't think there were aliens. He didn't think they were physical, from what I can tell from his writings. Okay, he and Valley disagree on that. Um, but yeah, and and actually, you you brought up a good point. It would be good for people to be able to go to their their churches and pastors. The problem is this has a stigma. Yeah, associated with it. I'm not sure that's part of the deception by the, you know the dark forces of evil are behind some of this at least. Mm -hmm. But people laugh it off because it doesn't seem like it's something to be taken seriously. Right. But the issue is, and this is one of the things that really got me in, interested in this, is that there are so many people having experiences, whether it be of some kind of UFO experience or a close encounter experience. So mm -hmm. We can't just write it all off. Right. I think there's a lot of it that's explainable, a lot of it's hoaxes, whatever, but there's a lot of it also that are there that's true. And if you look at that, and this is where you gotta go, you gotta look at the whole set of data. We can't just take a slice of data and try to explain the, everything with that one little slice. Mm -hmm. You gotta say, here's the facts, X, Y, and Z. What explains it? Interestingly, aliens don't explain it. As right. Valley says, and he's one of the most in informed and leading ufologists we've ever had. Oh yeah. Uh, says the alien hypothesis isn't weird enough. Mm -hmm. and John Keel says the same thing. In order to really understand the data and to make sense of it, you've got to have something that's going to explain the paranormal aspect of it. I just read a book that one of my students threw it at me. Not literally, but uh, <laughs> <read> it. <laughs> I want to throw it at me. Uh, it's called Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. You and know I what? I started too. I, that's in my Amazon cart because you of you. On one of, yeah, yeah. One. yeah, get that. I think you were interviewing a, I forgot his name about uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, my Doug. Right. My yeah, Potter, yeah. I'm gonna right? have yeah. to. Yep. I'm gonna yeah, have to order that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get that. From the very earliest days of Blue Book, and I could reach behind me and grab the bibliography. They were saying the people who were investigating these again, non-Christians, just looking at all the evidence mm -hmm. that that the phenomena is very 
similar to a cultic kind of paranormal poltergeist activity, which is weird for an Air Force investigation to come out saying. That's back in the, I think, the 60s when that that bibliography came out. Mm -hmm. They're saying the same thing in 2021 in Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. And this book is so interesting because they are not Christians. Right. And they're saying there is some kind of weird poltergeist paranormal stuff going on. And mm-hmm. aliens just really don't explain that. Right. And so we, we have to we have to help people understand there is really something there because to deny it is is dangerous because you don't want to, you know, give people the wrong impression about there's not okay, there's not really a snake over there. So don't worry about reaching your hand in it. Well, what if there is? You can get bitten. Exactly. You want people, you want people to be aware of the of what the of the reality of the situation. In fact, even people like John Keel, who again not Christians, mm-hmm. says you really want to be careful not to dabble in this stuff. He says don't let young people do it. It preys on the gullible, the impressionable, the neurotic. Uh, this is a uh, people can be, and I can see why they they can be very infatuated and obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. But the first thing is you have to be aware of it. And so if people are coming coming to you or me or the pastor or whatever. And they say, well, where do you start? Well, you got to start with, with the facts. Okay, what's going on? What can explain it? What doesn't mm-hmm. explain it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, it, another book. Um, I can't, I think I've read this right as soon as I finished uh, seminary. I finished with uh, at liberty with uh, my MDiv in apologetics. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I'll be honest, this thing, this whole UFO stuff, alien stuff, it bothered me from since i was a child it was a show that came on it was on fox i saw i recently found it again on um youtube it's a very old footage it was a family in the house and this ufo crashed and these aliens came in and took them out of the house i forget the name of the family but you can find on youtube but that thing i never forget when i was a little boy it came on fox and it, i was so scared my mom had to to send me and my brother's room. You couldn't pause TV at the time. We had old floor model TV that was super heavy on a swivel. <laughs> but uh, it has always bothered me. And I would put it in like a compartment to say, oh, you know, I ain't going to deal with that. This is focused on here. But, you know, it's a funny thing. I told Joe Jordan this um, when I first recorded when I said, well, we got the devil and he's much worse. He's much better than what aliens are. Right. And then I asked one of my professors in um, in seminary, Dr. Uh, Ronnie Campbell, I said, you know, should we now start or should Christians start dealing with this? Theologians, seminaries. And he's talking about, well, you know, C.S. Lewis did a little something, something on that. Yeah. Right. And then he started to point me to scholars who were dealing with this. The late Dr. Michael Heiser did a lot on that, um, you know, and started point is so when you're talking about the proper research i'm just shaking my head like yeah because this stuff can lead you down if you don't know what you're doing yep it can lead you down the wrong path it just takes one wrong turn and you're right and you're gonna follow after your stephen greers and he's gonna teach you how to channel these things and he said he recently said in interview he was saying yeah sometimes we might get an angel pop up when we do these things or we might get a bad entity pop up <laughs> like dude you do and you still think these these are some men from far off or some beings from yeah, far that's off. the same kind of thing we see with whitley streber who had the famous right. incident back in the 80s he said well it seemed malevolent but we're going to keep going after it. like we didn't know what it is well that's kind of dangerous right it's, it's interesting that that they would you know want to keep tracking these things 
when they one don't really know what they are, but they seem to be malevolent in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, you know, to the audience, I mean, just you know, and and don't cherry pick. I think, and I keep iterating, y'all don't cherry pick. As you know, just don't go after the Christian scholar. Go after you know, which I have him here, Jack uh, Jock Fillet. I got a couple of his books yeah. sitting over here. You know, read these men and women who have no backing religiously. They're not trying to sway you. They don't particularly have a belief. Maybe they don't have. I don't want to assume. Um, but the the religious professor, Diana, Pol I forget her name. She teaches at UNC Chapel Hill Religious Studies. I think it's Pulowski. I had to pull her up, but she has a, she has a couple books out. But she even says that studying these things and she has a few contacts with um, in the federal government. They were saying this stuff, people, you have to channel these things through occult practices. Yep. You know, and that's the that's the danger. It, and the the um, <clears throat> hearing they had with the two men from I think they were the, from the Department of Defense last year, late last year, the hearing. That's right. Yeah. Right. They went behind. They said, well, we'll we'll say these questions for, you know, basically behind closed doors, not the public. And I was like, well, I wonder if they might have asked him are these things inherently demonic, because in, even in that congressional hearing recently, it kind of got into. I think it was Grush, the main speaker, the main guy, whistleblower. He said, well, that's something reserved to scientists. These things may be interdimensional. And it just kind of shifted real quick. You he know? did say that. That was, that was an interesting comment. Yep. Yeah. It was. And I was like, man, they don't want to answer. But uh, are you familiar with Nick Redfern? Yes. I read one of his book, uh, Final Events. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was um, going to talk. Man, I read that in two days. It was a fascinating. <laughs> it's hard to decipher. Right. Exactly what, because he's even getting it secondhand. Right. So it's hard to decipher. I'm not saying he's wrong, but it's it's interesting, but but hard to decipher what exactly is, is true. And it's the whole, the whole thing in ufology is well, what's true and what's not true. Right. But as you know, Redfern was saying, I want to take that out of your mouth. What you were no, you're good. He, he was just saying, you know, people, the military knows it's malevolent. They're using these occultic, mm -hmm. parapsychological uh, ways of, of trying to, to, to attach onto this, and they're using it in the, it's, and it's kind of a known fact that you know they have done this before, remote viewing and all this kind of stuff. Right, right. They're trying to utilize this, so the government's a believer in paranormal activity. That's just a hard, cold fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he even said too uh, when he was talking about the Collins elite, if that you know I understand the theory behind them, but they even said like if uh, he said in his book that if Congress found out that they were you know, a sector of the federal government was investigating demons. They'll shut it down. Yeah. Because they turned from the theory of something might be on these planets, whatever, maybe another part of the universe. And then they started interviewing people and they was like, nah, these things are demonic. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, okay. So if you want to, you know, look into this, what AOC said, where would I look at? Do proper research. I mean, history channel, they're going to give you all sorts of mumbo jumbo. I mean, I've got a uh, atheist scholar here. I think he's deceased, but he even tears apart um, the ancient astronaut theory. Yeah. So you know that's that's utter garbage. But there, there is some interesting stuff on the History Channel. There's the un unidentified show, and I don't agree okay. with every little thing that. But a lot of it is just kind of here's what happened. Right. And it's the military guys again. Yeah. On there, you know, Fravor's on there, Graves on there, Chris Mellon, the people on there, and there's there's different views as to how reliable they are and everything. But it, it gives you kind of at least the 
the real story of what's coming out of the government department of defense right. you know, doors as to what's so it, it's it's good ancient aliens i haven't watched a whole lot of that um skinwalkers the the secret of skinwalker ranch watching that now it's interesting it does kind of follow up on what the, the government did yeah. investigate that and it's just well known in that in that you know milieu um and and they're the same thing they're trying to figure out and it seems very very paranormal right yeah um I think I got a Skinwalkers on Netflix too. I I started it and then I stopped it. Yeah, I just that's, got it's a well known thing now. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, all right. So you know, y'all know what to do. You and you guys know I list sources, and then on top of that, I will list um, Dr. Hufflin's channel down below because he's very credible and very knowledgeable on the subject. So go to his channel and Appreciate do what that. I do, and just sit there and chew up the videos. <laughs> um, all right. So now, okay. So we got research. So let's move in before I get to the actual, the, I guess, the juicy part. How do we make sense of things flying? I mean, somebody say, yeah, I mean, I can I can see how they're demonic. But what about these crafts? I mean, they're flying at, you know, unsurmountable rates of speed. They're doing these maneuvers. Uh, even, you know, these experienced uh, pilots, uh, U.S. military pilots. I mean, you even have another country reporting Russia and I think China reported yeah, some incident all over, you know, major military saying these things are making some major moves. How do we say that? Though, how do we interpret that those are demonic? And then I'm going to ask you a question about some theology towards the end concerning that if they are demonic. But how do you make sense of that? So you look at the data and and and. What's interesting is, uh, you know, Heineck, again, is, was the, one of the main researchers for the Air Force on this. And he, he made a statement in one of his books. His book is called, one of them is called The UFO Experience. If you're wanting mm -hmm. to know about the UFOs, that's a great one to do, to, to read. Um, the report, um, what's it called? The, uh, by Edward Ruppelt, Report on Unidentified Flying Objects. He actually coined the term UFO. He was a military officer running Blue Book. Okay. That's for the historical part. That's good. You got to really just know the facts before we can start mm -hmm. making these theories. And so what's, what's interesting is after Heineck started investigating these things, first he, he said, we don't study UFOs. Right. We study UFO reports. Mm -hmm. And so, cause we'd have no UFOs to study from, you know, Grush notwithstanding, we don't have anything that people are just going out to and doing empirical research on. So you have to say, okay, here's the phenomenon. You got this thing that you just said can go thousands of miles an hour and mm -hmm. can perform right angle turns, 180 degree turns. They can go through airspace and water. They sometimes hit radar, sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. They can just vanish or reappear out of thin air. They can change their shape. They right. change their color. And those kind of things, as far as we understand physics, are not possible. Right, and that that has led people like Heineck to say these things are at at root not physical entities. They are whatever they are. They are causing physical effects like poltergeist mm -hmm. phenomena. Mm -hmm. So there's there's non non material psychic type energies that can manifest physical effects. Well, we see that with angels in the in the Bible, for example. Right, absolutely. Um, not everyone agrees with that. So Valet, for example, one of his his peers did not think that they were immaterial but they all but he didn't think that they were coming from outer space he, they, he thought they were interdimensional and can somehow go through and manip manipulate space-time dimensions mm -hmm. that was the only way you can explain him these things just kind of coming out of nowhere and changing shape and changing you know all this kind of stuff right <clears throat> so 
when you take that kind of information and you couple it with this UFO landed and all of a sudden I'm getting these these entities claiming that that Jesus is not like having these different inter interactions with not just abductees but contactees and the main theme of all this is Jesus is not really God that's one right. of the main, yeah uh, one of the main narratives that they're uh, trying to pass over on us and when they stop and and desist mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus as Joe Jordan says to us that that happens and he's verified with other right uh, fun people mutual UFO network people that it doesn't seem like what we're what were commander Fravor and and Ryan Graves and these people are saying these things don't seem to be really physical objects right if we just had the UFO phenomena would that give us demons probably not mm -hmm. but if you have the whole shebang the whole bag of data Mm -hmm. The UFOs, they're connected to these close encounters, which is connected to this paranormal, demonic, very clearly anti-Christian, not just anti-religious, but anti-Christian uh, message. Mm -hmm. It's consistent, no pun intended, but we're not deducing this from the data. We're not inducing it, we're abducing it. So we're, mm -hmm. we're using abductive reasoning. I know this is kind of you know, uh, there's not abduction where people are getting sucked into a UFO, but abduction... And it's in the sense of your reason to the best explanation. That's all we have to do here. That's all we can do. Right, right. So you take the UFO phenomena, the actual craft and all that, and you put it in the whole bag of data. And there's a lot of problems with the, with the alien theory. There's a lot of problems with the interdimensional theory. There's problems with this and that. But the demonic theory makes sense and it explains most of the data better than the other theories do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that at all answering your question? It's a hard question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, um, I think it was maybe about four years ago. I remember maybe three or four years ago, I was reading an article um, and they were talking about the future of air warfare. Yeah. And they were talking about um, it's going to be moving away from humans behind the controllers, more so robots. I guess because okay. this is just, right, you know, because if 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 you need to launch an attack quick, you know, a robot that can withstand those type of speeds could get you from point A to Z in less time versus you have a human there. If you go, I don't know, maybe five miles above what is the limit, it would probably kill them. Yeah, and we have you know unmanned aerial vehicles. Now. Right, you're seeing it. Yep. driven from space too, from orbit. Yeah, we have a, a presence all the time around. Yeah, yeah, I think too. Um, Nazi Germany was working on trying to reverse engineer. I think it was nuclear power to hover mm -hmm. their designs of their crafts. And I'm like, well, man, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think if you can kind of look up some patents on some of these objects, you'll see that they're. I mean, they may be in production with some country or maybe whoever produces these type of um, weaponry or aircraft for militaries across the world. The U.S., you you, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, if you take what is it, the stealth fighter, B-52 bomber now, and you put that back in 1920, of course, it's going to look like a UFO. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think that. I read a good I read a good book this summer, um, uh, Satan and a Problem of Evil by Dr. Arthur T. Wright. And he was talking about, you know, s demons using stuff as well. Satan using 
these opportunities. And I'm saying, well, you know, maybe it's the fear factor of I'm not used to, I'm not used to seeing this type of object. And um, Satan is, is, you know, the demonic is preying on that fear. Well, we can really use this to our advantage. Going back to Nick Redfern, and if it is plausible what he said, because I think it was in him, um, or either maybe it may have been Dr. Ray Bosch, who I read to. I read some of his stuff frequently. Um, but there was a story of a guy that actually had a near-death experience or out of body. He went to hell. And he said uh, he saw this cliff where people were just walking and just jumping off. But he said it was like they were being controlled and it was these UFOs flying above their heads and uh, like controlling them or something. And then when he came to, I guess he gave his life to uh, this person that gave his life to the Lord. And he said he started having paranormal events in his house. <laughs> And it's been like that. It's been uh, uh, Dr. Bosch was on um, academia.com. If you have a subscription, you can read some of his stuff from 14 Research. And he was talking about a story where a lady had kept having incidences with the men in black, if you would, and paranormal stuff. A lot of that. But it it has been like that with um, people in the past that I don't know if they're Christian. I don't know if we classify them, but they may have been doing some work. I think it's a clip on history channel. I'll play here shortly where it has turned in paranormal. I'm like, you got some floating in your room. that's black telling you to leave it alone. We got humans. I'm like, what do you think? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm, excuse me, no expert on this. I think that if it is something military, you know, Maybe this is an opportunity for Satan and the demons to actually use that to make people fear. Um, that's just a thought going through my mind. And on the second half, I mean, if you just read ancient literature on the subject of demonology, you'll see where they they had spirits and waters that were in the sky. I mean, at certain cultures in pre-Islamic era, I mean, they wouldn't even let men go outside at night because the demon uh, Lilith would prey on men. They wouldn't even uh, whistle because they thought that it would attract demons. Um, Edward Langton in his book on demonology talks about, uh, I think it's seven spirits or the four spirits, but it was air, water. And he, you know, he's talking about these ancient beliefs where they had these prevalent views of these spirits able to fly. I mean, you go anywhere. I mean, in, in Africa, certain Afro-Caribbean countries with mermaids. Mm hmm. You know, um, even, you know, in Greco-Roman times, um, I think in the book of Enoch, first Enoch, they talk about the women that slept with these, the sons of God, they were turned into sirens. So, you know, but anyways, I'm just, that's where I'm at right now with that is that it, it, it's a possibility that with me, I think that they could be using something that maybe the military might have other plans for, but, you know, because we're not used to seeing these type of you know, movements with certain aircraft, it just kind of catches us off guard, you know, fright almost. <laughs> yeah, that, some of that could be possible. And there have been, for sure, there have been misidentifications of military craft, mm -hmm. like F-117, for example, these are, you know, triangular type aircraft that people, that right. people are used to seeing. Um, I don't think we had that kind of technology back in the 30s and 40s and 50s that people are, are claiming to have had these weird UFO experiences with. Certainly there's some misidentifications.
mm-hmm. I think it's probably the U2 projects, like also CIA. Um, it might explain some things. It's not going to explain everything. It's certainly not not all around the world. This is this is all over the right. world, as you know, as you already said. Uh, and it's it it ties into and Valley does a great job with this. So does John Keel, showing that what people are saying about UFOs ties into their own religious folklore, right. and the phenomena changes somewhat with the culture and the times. Mm-hmm. Which is another another hallmark of well if it's going to be explained it's not going to be explained with aliens because that, that yeah. doesn't make sense yeah and you said something too that was that was cool was um they always attack the uh christian worldview or judeo-christian worldview and there's been several people i know joe jordan's one of them that pointed out they never really say anything about any other religion and That's then it's right. been it is, it is directly at the christian religion exactly and that caught my when i started to look into this it that just it was like ding um, and then it was also, um, Stephen Bancars, he was talking about a lot of people in new age that would kind of astral project and see these beings, I guess, the grays and, you know, whatever other type yellow, green, purple, whatever they are. Um, and they would, they would, you know, attack that same worldview. Oh, there's no God. There's no Jesus. We're God, you know? And then it started getting to the point where they said they kind of felt violated almost. And then they would sing a hymn, a prayer or or call on the name of Jesus and it would stop. And these people were not Christians at the time when this was happening. So I think that's wonderful evidence, in my opinion. That's it really evidence. is. It shows it, it doesn't make sense on an alien view. Mm-hmm. It does make sense on our view. Exactly. Exactly. OK. All right. Well, let's move on here. Um so in the in the congressional hearing, I'm pretty sure if you haven't heard it, I mean, if you have the time, sit down two hours or if you got something going on, maybe road trip, listen to it. Because I'm only going to play pieces and clips. Um, um, Mr. Burlins, Burleson, he's from the show me state. He says I'm from the show me state, uh, which is Missouri. So um, apparently Satan was from that state as well when he asked jesus uh if you are the son of god (laughs) you need to show me um but he asked some great questions here and then uh we'll get um dr hufflin to chime in uh take a listen Uh, has been harmful activity or progressive activity has any of the activity um been aggressive been um, hostile in your reports uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured, and uh, the activity. And I got by by UAPs or by by people within the the federal government. Both. Okay, yeah. so yeah. there has been activity by by alien or non non human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans. Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and not to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. All right. So Mr. Gruss is talking about um, physical harm. And I was thinking, okay, so what happened? They crashed or, you know, what do you do with people when they 
you have people that would that would here probably identify well. It was like, well, something's in my room, and I got a mark on me. They probe me. You know, how do you how do you walk through that? How do you approach this? So the physical and even psychological harm is a typical characteristic of the phenomenon. It's not new. This is not something mm -hmm. that just happened. If you go back into the the Blue Book area and before then, and you mentioned demonic stuff in the Middle Ages, that that happened then as well. The reports of that happened. Right. Uh, so whether it's radiation damage, we, we have people who in the military who have had radiation damage from what they claim to be craft around them. The okay. Reynolds Forest incident of 1980, which is my favorite case. Uh, they had radiation, and, and this was a really interesting case, but they, they claim to have all kind of physical problems. Um, the guy at Skinwalker Ranch had radiation, had gamma radiation when, when some of the stuff would happen. Mm -hmm. There have been people who have reportedly been abducted, like Travis Walton, 1975, mm -hmm. uh, who said he had all kind of uh, physical effects from this. It's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's unusual, but it's kind of one of the characteristics of the phenomena that if you get right. really into these close encounter events, mm -hmm. some kind of harm or even death actually um, has mm -hmm. happened. Death oh, wow. is, is not one of the typical ones, but it has happened. Okay. Um, it can be heart problems. It can be burns. It can be cancer. It can mm -hmm. be all sorts of things. So it's not unusual. Um, it's, 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 it, I just kind of understand where Grush is coming from, which he can't say things. It was kind of insulting and just like, well, you know, if you just read the literature, this is not new. It's like, you're not going to explode things. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe right. it's perhaps, but it's just it's kind of annoying that he can't say anything besides I can't say this in, in the open environment. Mm -hmm. This is not new. So somebody who's saying they have some kind of experience in the bedroom or whatever, uh, and they had these marks. Mm -hmm. A couple things. One, we we don't want to downplay their experience if they, if they think they have some real objective thing going on. Mm -hmm. But it is, we just got to be careful. Right. So it's, it says I got this mark on me. Okay, you, we can accept that. We can figure out you know, what happened in your experience, what led up to it. Do you have any doors open up in your life to the occult or anything, maybe your parents or anything else? And not all, that's not always the case. It's a, right, right. Sometimes it is. But I would just say, if, if they're coming, they want help. So I would tell them what I think it is and tell, them, and tell them what they need to do. They need to shut any doors that they can. Mm -hmm. That's opening that up. You don't play with Ouija boards. Don't go to psychics. Don't be mm -hmm. playing with the occult or new age type stuff. That's an open door to this kind of thing. Uh, trying to seek it out even can be an open door to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say that you may have had a real experience, but the, but what it looks like, given all the earmarks, is more of a, a spiritual, malevolent experience. Mm -hmm. So what you should do is make sure that you're you're giving your life over to Christ, you're praying, you're reading the Word, you're in community with in a fellowship with other believers, and that you you approach this from a spiritual point of view. Right. Am I getting, am I getting at the kind of answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's the, you know, one, being careful what you, what you, you know, watch and stuff. I mean, like, right. like we talked about earlier is going down this rabbit trail. You got to be careful with who you listen to and getting information from. Cause I mean, like with Stephen Greer, he has close encounters of the fifth kind or something like that. You open yes. your mind up. Yeah. He is you definitely know? a very new age, very much. Mm -hmm. If you watch that documentary, um, that was hard. I had to stop watching it. It was, it was so just, it was, it was not a good documentary. I mean, it was just so thick in yeah. the Eastern mentality. Uh, yeah. But 
people like him, uh, not to pick on him, but just as an example, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to, if you pick the wrong person, you're going to go down that, that wrong path, which could lead to, to problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is um, not something we, people laugh this off a lot of times, but it really is not something it's, it's interesting because Christians will, will take demonic things seriously. And then they'll take things like this, not seriously and not really. This is one of the it's connected, it, connected roads. Yeah. There was, um, I interviewed, it was, it was Jojo. Yeah. Jojo. And so it was the first one I interviewed and it was on our, my YouTube page and a lady commented on underneath and said, do you think anything, or do you think this UFO alien phenomenon has anything to do with demons and possession? And I said, absolutely. Yes. When you, when you really look at it, and again, if you, when you talk about the paranormal events that people that say that they have experienced, maybe, you know, flying, you know, UAP or ETI, which is extraterrestrial intelligence or an alien. Um, there's some type of paranormal event, lights flickering off, yep. door slamming shut, even figures appearing in their room. It gets um, real weird real fast. It, it very very fast. It does very fast. And I, you know, I I never saw one. I don't. I mean, if I did, I just I probably pass it off as oh, I try to work through that. Um, as well, that can be a, a some type of astronomical event or you know, astro astro, astro astrological yeah event. It can be. I mean, for crying out loud, I live near two airports one is literally a minute from my house and so where i'm at in virginia i think there it's funny they did a they did a map of the u.s of states that would survive an alien attack if there was ever one not there would be virginia where i'm at was number one for surviving and it's probably oh, really? all of the all of the military bases that yeah i can see that you know i mean where i'm at in the richmond area i mean good god i mean it's military all over the place yeah. And you go, you know, two hours, two hours east, you got Norfolk and then two hours north, you have D.C. and Langley and all that. And then, you know, I mean, we got a couple Marine bases here. I mean, it's all over. Big Department of Defense. I probably shouldn't be saying all this. But anyway, That's the risk of yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I guess I'm fine. I guess I'm good. But anyway, um, don't leave town. Right, don't leave town, but I mean, you and that's why I started linking this together like something ain't right, and that's not that ain't right. I know I shouldn't say that, but anyway, <laughs> that that what is not right is there's too much overlap. I mean, I even saw people where they were saying it smelled like sulfur, and I was like, well, people that have demonic infestation stuff that I read about said it smelled like sulfur, it's it smelled like trash, yeah, 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 temperature changes. I mean, it was like okay, either. These people are possessed by aliens, or they're possessed by, or this, these, you know, occurrences are actually demonic in nature. Um, let me show this clip to you. It, uh, you might have seen it on um, History Channel. I'll play the clip if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. Uh, taste, take a look. Listen. Bridgeport, Connecticut, 1953. Albert K. Bender, the nation's top UFO investigator receives a threatening visit that will bring his research to an abrupt and premature halt. He suddenly ended the International Flying Saucer Bureau, and people wondered why. 
And what happened was that he came home one night, went into his bedroom, and suddenly these three dark, shadowy figures materialized through his wall into his bedroom. They were wearing the hats and the overcoats. The visitors Albert Bender encountered matched descriptions of what is today known as the Hat Man. But he called them by another name, the Men in Black. While the Men in Black are often portrayed in pop culture as government agents, many who claim to have encountered them believe they are something other than human. All right, so you... That's where I that's where I'm at right there is well, I mean you have these and that was a part of that phenomenon of that the man in black with the hat, not actually MIB. Um, but this shadowy figure, that's in other cultures that really have nothing to do with the UFO phenomenon. And they report the same type of incident is this threatening message and some type of paranormal activity or if you would preternatural activity. And that's why I was like, okay, there's a connection with this. Yeah, the men in black, the men in black phenomenon is very interesting. It is normally seen. I've always seen them as you know, basically CIA. Right. Um, if you, there is a show on the History Channel, like you going back to that called Project Blue Book. It's mm -hmm. the it's the TV show. It's it's the historical kind of uh, uh, historical fiction. It's entertaining to watch if you want to learn about it and just kind of have have, have see a fun show. It's mm -hmm. a fun show. And the men in black in there are CIA basically, not basically they are CIA. Uh, it, I've mentioned John Keel before. He was, if you've heard the Mothman before, Mothman Prophecy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, West Virginia. Uh, has, yeah, yeah. A lot mm -hmm. of that is all intertwined together with the uh, yeah. yeah, right with the UFO stuff. He's written the most on Men in Black, at least that I've I've read about. And he he reports that there's a lot of similarities with the cases that they seem to have for some reason Asian features. They're just not quite right in their their how they talk or walk even like right. they drive. Yeah, uh, and he portrays them as basically paranormal supernatural beings as well. Mm -hmm. uh, they they just are part of the phenomena in one way or another. Yeah, um, Doctor uh, Bosch, uh, he, he's Bosch or Bosch. I heard I heard both pronunciations, but I think it's Doctor Ray Bosch. Um, an article he had uh, recently I was reading talked about that was uh it was a girl i guess she saw something and then these men and it the same things that you described they had these type of robotic features yeah yeah strange voices but at on the backflip she would come home from work and her apartment be tore up and she said she had uh these guys these men in black pull up on her at the supermarket and threatening her and then turn around and they just gone like the wind. I mean, it was just a snap of finger gone. Yep. And she said the I meant to pick back up, finish reading it, but um she said one night they came to her apartment and was, you know, threatening her through the, the through the peephole. Like they knew she was looking through the peephole. And this bright light appeared out of nowhere. She said it could be a car, but she said they they turned almost like you know those wind up dolls you would uh wind up in the back and they would kind of robotic move yeah right yeah how's right it she said that's how they moved but she also said in the or what dr bosch was reporting in this article um was she would kind of see these black shadow figures at night just okay. staring at her you know and that's what i said you know something is like you said it's a part of that um and what some some folks i've read were saying that they these things either are 
you know, the theory is that they're investigating this phenomenon themselves, or like you said, they're right. a part of it. Yeah, they're either part of it, and there there could be instances where they are actually in some way investigators, government, or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but the way that it's, it's portrayed and described by people, and it's not unusual or not not out of the norm, I guess, for this phenomenon, is that mm-hmm. there's something weird about them even. Yeah, yeah. And then you go down, I think uh, there's some of the women in black, and you had the black-eyed children that are involved with this as well, that people report. But, you know, anyways. Yeah, just- the thing is, this, the UFO, if you're in the UFO, if you're in some kind of a close encounter, not mm-hmm. so much just the daylight this or nocturnal lights or you've seen things in the sky. I've known a lot, several people who have seen the lights and seen discs and things. But if uh-huh. you're having one of the close encounter type in, in, in events, it's almost just normal to have other weird things happen too. Paranormal stuff, men in black stuff, mm-hmm. poltergeist type things, Bigfoot even. It's just, this is not just a, it's not a one thing usually. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's all connected. It even is all big, connected. Yeah. Even that Bigfoot thing. When I, <laughs> um, there was uh it was an episode. It was way back. Uh, it was, it, it happened in Alaska. Some people was on a boat. They saw Bigfoot and then they saw a UFO above Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And then it was people reporting having these massive headaches. Headaches is a typical with yeah. Bigfoot sightings. And I was like, man, I said something again, something's not right. You know, this is for UFOs too. Headache, right. Okay. I see. I haven't heard that one. Okay. Oh yeah. Headaches, all kind of stuff. But you know, too, problems. Yeah. And I, I, I want to say the, the two gentlemen uh, that were the pilots I don't know if it was them per se or other ones that may have came out that reported after these events that they saw, they had nightmares and then apocalyptic dreams. That's also very common. Apoc- yeah. Apocalyptic dreams. Yeah. Or visions. So, yeah. That's that. I that's I don't remember Graves and Fravor saying that it was somebody else. Um, but I remember that they were saying like the pilots, maybe it was like involving that Tic Tac video or something, but they were saying they had, uh, um, nightmares and then uh, uh, apocalyptic dreams. Yeah, again, that's not that's not horribly unusual. Yeah, right. And I guess I mean with the psych the psychology aspect of it, you see something like that, it might shake you to the point of like, oh yeah, you see anything just out of the out of the ordinary, you're going to be shaken by like, right, right. It might play into your dreams, but I, nightmares and things too, sure. Right, but the apocalyptic part, that's what kind of was like, hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> all right so yeah, a typical vision a typical message is that we're here to save you from yourself from blowing yeah. yourselves up with these nuclear just, people think that what's going on the aliens have come post-1945 to help save us from another nagasaki hiroshima or whatever all these atomic bombs yeah and if you look at the history it just goes way beyond 1945 yeah there was uh they actually had a uh ai produce uh i guess it was a movie to supposedly predict 2024 or whatever and uh, it was all these UFOs that pulled up. They looked like they looked exactly like uh, pyramids, um, right, except yeah. more of in the diamond shape. So yeah. the two main players were the U.S. and Russia. They wanted to make contact. So the U.S., I guess they kind of had a pact. The U.S. went up first. Then um, Russia came behind, shot them down. That's when nuclear war started. And then after everything was destroyed, the aliens shot something out. It's like his big speaker. They shot out and they said, we thought you were ready to make contact, but they basically sent back what NASA sent out with all of these voice messages into deep space or whatever. 
And uh, they said, we thought you were ready uh, for this this type of consciousness and traveling with your mind, you know, and there was their whole new age message that was attached to it. Not saying that's going to happen, but I just said, well, I mean, you know, that's what you find with this UFO phenomenon. Exactly. It's new age stuff. Yeah. Becoming our consciousness. Yeah. And two, I, I asked, asked Joe Jordan with the first episode. I said, man, I guess you an honest question. I said, are, are aliens racist? Because you really don't find, you know. And he said, he said, you know what? He said, uh, he said, he said, he said, he said, it's a white people problem. But now you're starting to see this more in different <laughs> cultures. You're seeing, I mean, like, uh, I'm pretty sure you heard of black Hebrew Israelites, but they have attached UFOs in their message. Of these are actually vehicles going to be used by God to destroy everybody that's not that's a non-colored person. And then you have for the longest time you had the nation of Islam that talked about the mothership coming back. Okay. It was a it was shaped like a UFO. Wow. So I mean, even now you have that new age type of you know, crystals and all of the other jazz has permeated beyond cultures and even now you're starting to see what i'm starting to see even as someone who is african-american is it is now more prevalent in african-american with younger people or people saying oh we're not alone there's other folks and you know look even nasa has theologians from harvard investigating this you know you know so you're starting to see this phenomenon move cross-culturally this is one argument against the this is a u.s technology thing because it's all over the world it's in south uh-huh. america it's in africa it's in australia it's in asia it's all over the world and really has been read books like uh, another one of Ali's book co-authored by um uh chris Aubeck, uh, wonders in the sky this is a it's a chronicle of of going back hundreds of years mm-hmm. to this and yeah so it is it is interesting I haven't heard the, the racist aspect. Of it. That's kind of interesting, but <laughs> I, I, know, I know people in South America have, have that phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not unusual. Yeah. And even, uh, even the, uh, this, it was back in the nineties, I believe that school in, um, Oh yeah. Zim- is it Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe. I was even going to say Zimbabwe, oh. Kenya or somewhere. It was somewhere there. Yeah. Where the kids all saw. Yeah. They saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it landed on the playground and then they talked about the green. It was like it gave him a green earth message. Oh, you guys got to be stewards of the planet and take care of the green message, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, but yeah. Hey, well, I tell you what, let's move on. This is going to be my last clip. I was talking to Dr. Hufflin about this. Some of y'all may have heard of this incident, but there's been something going on in Peru because it's kind of we're just following along, going from where to start, where to investigate. Um, I tell you what. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let me play that clip and then I'm going to come behind that clip with, I think, probably one of the most important questions from uh, that hearing. So we're going to play two of them back to back. So this has been going on in Peru um, about some villagers being harassed by flying aliens. The alleged alien attacks began in July this year. An isolated indigenous community in rural Peru claims so. Villagers say they were being harassed by strange beings who even tried to kidnap a 15-year-old girl from the village. Locals say they saw armored aliens that looked like the Green Goblin. You know, one of the arch enemies of the superhero Spider-Man? These so-called aliens have long heads with yellowish eyes and they surf the wind. Sounds shady, but just as curious. 
especially because of the timing. This comes just weeks after the US congressional hearings about UFOs. Eventually, the news spread like wildfire and it was time for authorities to get involved. The Peruvian Navy and police traveled to the village and began investigations, after which they concluded that the perpetrators weren't aliens, but members of illegal gold mining gangs. <laughs> Want to know the full story? Watch Beyond Bazaar on the First Post YouTube channel. You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. Okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, Dr. Hufflin. So you saw that one with, uh, or heard that one with uh, the Peruvian incident turned out to be <laughs> some people playing around. And it was interesting. She said this happened after the um hearings and then you heard in the hearing i think that was one of the most focal points between her and then uh the senator from uh missouri i think those and i think i would say even aoc because she does ask a really to me she asked a really good question where do y'all start where do i look at so with non-human biologics what do you how do you what do you make sense of student can you said well they said they have something that's not human how do i how do i handle that so what I tell people when I said in my, my, one of my last videos on this very topic was um, we can't jettison what we do know for what we mm -hmm. don't. We really have no evidence. I'm not, I'm not trying to say Gross is lying or anything, but we, as of right now, from what I'm aware of, there is no evidence of crash craft. There's no evidence of any kind of other biological entities uh, until that is made public and available for people to actually investigate and study mm -hmm. all we have is his statement even if he were correct i don't think that would disprove christianity Do, does he is he lying i don't know does he is he believing what he's saying and just wrong I don't know. He has not seen the biologics from his own testimony and it's not mm -hmm. clear whether he's claiming to have seen the craft a little cryptic there. It seemed like he was kind of saying he had seen them. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's it's wise for people to start making theories about reality based on what someone has said mm -hmm. uh, without any kind of evidence. My only retort to that, if I were playing devil's advocate with myself, was, well, why would he lie to Congress? Right. Well, as you've mentioned, other people from organizations like the one he's talking about, Arrow. Mm -hmm. uh, the advanced anomaly research organization they have come out to congress and saying he's he's just full of it he's not nothing he's saying is true they are just as just as much on uh on the hook with congress for perjury as he is mm -hmm. and they're just saying this is just this is no ev evidence whatsoever so i think we should just suspend judgment with his claims until there's something to really have to to judge mm -hmm. we can judge the phenomena that we do know and make theories about what we do know 
Right, right. Okay. All right. Last question. Um, how do how do you how would you counsel a student? Um, you know, uh, if if you were a pastor, uh, parishioner, how do you how do you? Matter of fact, is since you're a chaplain, if you had someone come to you and say, I, "I'm I'm really struggling. I'm a Christian. I'm struggling with this. How I'm about to walk away. How how do I how do I make sense of this? Yeah. I would ask them if it was a one-on-one, I would just ask them, what is your, what is your problem with it? Like, what is it about mm-hmm. this that makes Christianity seem false? What it normally seems like it is for people is, well, we're not the center of God's creation. This disproves Christianity. Right. Uh, I, I would say, you know, even if we, even if there was a, some kind of discovery tomorrow, NASA came up saying, hey, we found aliens on whatever system. Right. That does not disprove Christianity. It doesn't disprove there needing to be a cause for the universe. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just magically remove all the evidence for the resurrection in the first century. We still have to explain the first century and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we would still need a cause because these aliens would also be finite contingent beings that could not explain their own existence. Right. So we still need a cause. We still need a God. We still need a cause of all the physical being that there is. Mm-hmm. And there it it doesn't defeat the evidence for the resurrection. So right. I would just tell a person it it, it would raise questions. Uh, in fact, I, I'm, I'm speaking at a conference in October at a school in uh, in Canada on the question of the implications of extraterrestrial life on Christianity. Mm-hmm. It would raise a lot of questions. It wouldn't disprove anything right off the bat. There would be no disproving Christianity right off the bat. It would just raise questions like, how does this? How would they relate to sin? How would they relate to salvation? Right. I'd have to rethink. Did, did, did Jesus die for them? Did our did our sins affect them? But the presence of other beings does not on the face of it, disprove Christianity. I, I don't think adding any kind of finite being could disprove God because I think God is a necessary being because there's got to be a being that accounts for all the contingent, changing material being that we experience in the universe. So adding more of that doesn't disprove God. I don't understand why people think that, well, there's more aliens so God doesn't. It's like evolution. Well, if evolution is true, God can't exist. All evolution talks about is that things are changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you still need a, a cause for the things that are changing. It all, and it also does not do away with the, I think, excellent case for the resurrection. So I would I would try to figure out if it was one-on-one, what are your problems? Why are they problems? What do we know? And where do we go from here? Yeah. And I would just say we, we can't jettison what we do know, creator, resurrection, with what we don't know. Right, right. Awesome. 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 Hey, look, this is, this has been a good episode. That's our, that's our music. So, um, we had to hook up Dr. Hufflin with some well-known theme music outro. Uh, but this has been a great episode. Oh, we'll let it kick in. Cause it's, uh, this show used to scare me too as well. We'll kick in in a second, but, uh, there we go. The infamous whistle. Skull, what was it? Uh, Mulder and Scully. So, uh, if you're familiar with X Files, that's uh, that's our little outro music for today, Dr. Huffling. If people want to get in contact with you, how could they do so? You can go to classical theology at gmail.com. You can reach me at uh, on my website, brianhuffling.com or classical theology.com. Um, and I'm also on, on the YouTube channel, you can get me through there as well. My, good, my good, good. email is on my website at uh, at SES, and here to here to help you. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what I'll do, um, 
is list your YouTube channel on my uh, underneath the uh, description. So if you guys want to go and check it, please, and I don't want to say if, please, just go ahead and, and, and check his channel out. He has a lot on this subject. Let me cut that down for a little bit. He has a lot on this subject. Um, if you're struggling um, with this topic, listen, uh, go check it out. He has a lot of sources. I'm telling you, if I was a visual podcast, you would see how many books he has, but you will see that on his YouTube page. Uh, he is very well studied, very well knowledgeable on this. And then, um, yeah, so if you want to get in contact with, please feel free to do so. Um, but look, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in um and downloading i appreciate first and foremost i appreciate all your downloads i have spoken with people from all over the u.s who have just randomly messaged me which was which is awesome i appreciate that um even on our youtube channel saying how blessed they have been uh just some a few comments so god knows i appreciate you all and and look uh stay strong in the faith continue in the faith Remember, uh, it was the Second Thessalonians two twelve. It's a strong delusion, a strong delusion that is coming. And guess what? God has orchestrated this. Uh, but remain faithful, because this is nothing but something to get you off of your course. And just remember Philippians uh, chapter two, where it starts at verse five and ends at where verse about eleven. Um, but at that name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that what he is Christ, he is Lord. So if this phenomenon is happening to you, just shout the name of Jesus. Like like when I grew up, those old mothers would say there's power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and trust me, they did not play. They did not play. But um, listen, God bless you. God keep you. I'm out of time. Please go and check out Dr. Brian Huffman's channel. The link is down below. God bless you. God keep you and may heaven continue to smile upon you. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.